Blog Talk Radio. Hi there. I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. But as we well know, age brings its challenges, and some of them are so big they can feel insurmountable. Yet we can find comfort when people of grace and courage share their own struggles with openness and honesty, and Eugenia Zuckerman is just such a person. You know Eugenia from her 25-year career as the arts correspondent for the much-loved and long-running show CBS Sunday Morning. Eugenia is also an internationally renowned flutist and artistic director of numerous major musical events and the author of several books, screenplays, articles, and book reviews. Without a doubt, this woman has led a life of real accomplishment. And now in her latest book, A Work of Poetry, Eugenia shares intimate thoughts and personal reflections about one of the biggest challenges she has had to face to date. Her book is entitled Like Falling Through a Cloud, and she's joining us today to share all about it. It is my great thrill to welcome her to the show. So welcome, Eugenia. Thank you so much, Eileen. Well, and I would like to start out uh, by saying I probably will start sobbing through this interview because your book, it touched me so much. And the only issue with reading the book is I had to keep wiping the tears out of my eyes while I was reading the pages. It is so moving, and you write so beautifully. I am going to start talking now, stop talking now, um, and let the, our listeners know that the subtitle of your book reads, A Lyrical Memoir of Coping with Forgetfulness, Confusion, and a dreaded diagnosis. So I'm going to let you take it from here to share more about the book and the diagnosis you faced. Well, the diagnosis I faced uh, unwillingly. My daughters kept saying, something's wrong with you. You are losing it, Mom. You better get tested. And I really didn't want to be tested. I felt I was, you know, managing pretty well. But uh, finally, I gave in, and I went with my youngest daughter, uh, Natalia, uh, up to the hospital and got myself tested. And um, it was a, a, a kind of a chilling thing because I failed at any number of tests that I took, and I couldn't believe that I was as uh, afraid as I, I, as I was. And um, what I, I think I had a, a very kind uh, doctor who was whom I spoke, and uh, we talked a lot, and I felt quite comfortable. But, um, and I, I probably am the only person you might know who loved having an MRI and a CAT scan. I don't know why, but uh, when I got up on the table and slid into that slippery little thing, it just, I had the best time. It was, the, it was like the music was loud. It was, <laughs> I didn't want to get out. So I didn't have this sense of, of fear and panic um, about it. And then afterwards, I went back to my apartment, um, said goodbye to my daughter, walked, walked up to my apartment and went into my study and sat down and just stared at the wall. And uh, I got tired of that, I guess, after a while. But um, for whatever reason, I took out a pen and a pencil 
and paper, and I started to write. And um, I didn't know that I was even writing or what I was writing, but I knew something had to be put down on paper from what I was feeling. And um, I think that uh, when I realized that my daughters were right, I I was in denial and uh, I was confused. And my daughters uh, gave me a, a great deal of help, I have to say. They were very supportive of what I did. And... Um, when I began writing, uh, it, it came out in poetry. I've written a lot of poetry, but I don't know why I decided, or I didn't really decide, it just came out in poetry. And I didn't tell anyone I was writing, even my daughter, but after 25 pages of whatever it was, I said, would you read this? I just don't know if it's anything. And she came back to me and said, Mom, this is really wonderful. You just have to keep going. So I kept going. And um, for me, it was a way of grounding myself. It was a way of feeling that I was not, uh, I hadn't lost everything. And um, I think to, to put the whole thing in perspective, I think that I really felt that um, that I had been given a difficult diagnosis, but a difficult diagnosis doesn't mean that it's the end. It's a way to, there's still time to be productive and to enjoy life every day, one day at a time. And that's the message of my book, I think, is the idea that um, you can celebrate hope uh, you can keep going. You can be very active, and uh, and for me, it was a I, I think a a really great uh, it, it was a great opportunity for me to try to reach out and get a great grasp about what I was doing, and I think maybe what I might do uh, to make myself more clear, may I read uh, one of my short poems for you? Oh, I would love that. Oh, Eugenia, thank you. Yes, please. Okay. Marbles. Maybe mine are lost. Or maybe they're rolling around in my head looking for a place to land. Or maybe not. My daughters tell me to get tested. Tested for what, I ask, even though I know for what but it's for what I don't want to know. So I let the marbles roll around in a swirl of distracting colors because I don't want to listen to them, the daughters, because if I hear them, I will be very afraid. And this mother cannot be that mother, not ever, never. No, I mean, I think, thank you for doing that because I think our listeners can get a sense of not only how beautifully written your poetry is, but it's evocative and it's it's really magical. And I do want to share also in reading the book, you did continue to write because the book covers a few years and you, in the loss of your mother, uh, your experience uh, at the Kennedy Center. I mean, you you share so much in this book. It's just and, and in such a beautiful, creative way that anyway, I could go on and on. But I, I really, uh, Eugenia, I'm I'm so grateful that you've shared this with uh, the rest of us. 
Well, thank you. I uh, just did what was inside me and needed to pour out of me. And uh, I really didn't know what I was going to do with it, but it just kept going. And it kept giving me uh, a, a lot of support somehow. I think I, I just well, felt to chronicle my own demise. I think, you know, what poured out of me was mostly verse poetry, etc., and it helped me to find my own way through the brambles and the, the pitfalls of, of loss. And another thing is in one of the pieces that you wrote, it, it seemed that you were saying that, uh, that rhyming words came more easily to you. Well, I think that I've always been a rhymer, and um, I've always liked to uh, play with words, and uh, and oddly, it was a wonderful experience for me. It just kept me going, and I had no, I, I had no, uh, you know, I wasn't trying to have it published, uh, but there were a few close friends to whom I showed it, and each of them said, wow, I've got to show this to people. And that is how the book, uh, you know, was picked up and put, uh, you know, given a life out there. Well, and it must be heartwarming to you because you've received wonderful praise, comments, and when you think about how your words have gone on to touch people, I know your your music and, of course, your interviews that you did on CBS Morning, that it, they, they, they've touched people, but this is a different way to touch people that is so deep and, and profound. I, I, I hope you've, you've been able to take some of that in as well. Well, I can say that one one man made a big difference to me. Uh, it was at a, a one of the book signings, and uh, he came up to have them signed. He was a very elegant man, and uh, he bought six books, and then he he uh, he he, uh, he he himself had Alzheimer's, and he said he could not find the words to explain to his family how he felt and he said that my book allowed him to share with his family what exactly he was feeling and that that made me feel really good and made me feel that uh, you know maybe I can help other people to understand that uh, it's not the end of the of the world Absolutely not. And also, uh, I think, too, by doing this, uh, not only, again, have you have your words meant so much to many people, but it also must have taken huge courage on your part to share these innermost thoughts you had uh, with other people. But uh, to get that kind of a reaction must uh, must be very deeply gratifying to you. Well, I think it was gratifying, but I just felt uh, more than gratification. I just had this need to stay positive uh, and to keep going and to remember what I wanted to do, and that was to write, write myself into a place that would make me feel proud of myself instead of feeling sorry for myself. I think, you know, uh, I think that I believe that when you have a difficult diagnosis, you have to seize every day. 
you have to. You have to get up in the morning and make yourself feel positive. And for me, music, of course, has been my best friend. And I get up in the morning, and from the moment I was diagnosed, you know, I uh, I have played the flute from the age of 10 every day, and I've, I've uh, had a career with it and still have a career with it. But music is my best friend. And uh, if I am depressed or worried, I can go upstairs, take out my flute, and it just, it just lifts me out of a cloud. And that's the beauty of music. And I wish there were a way for me to explain how the, the world, that, to explain that to listen to music and to make music is, uh, is a way to lift yourself out of any doldrums, uh, lift yourself out of any uh, difficulties, because, um, you know, music is a, a, an extraordinary uh, gift for all of us. And for me, uh, I just... Uh, you know, I, I I I would be lost without my flute and my music, and I feel very very grateful that my parents uh, encouraged me and that I had good teachers, and um, it's it's something that keeps me going. And I I I wonder if um I do we have time for another poem? I would love to hear another one. Yes. Um, this is the last poem in my book, and my book is called Like Falling Through a Cloud. A super sunny Sunday, almost August, and the tomatoes are bulging on their vines. The flowers continue to burst toward the sky in colors that astound, while on the ground our once hearty kale has been ripped out by rabbits who attack at dawn and are gone in a flash leaving the crops tattered and torn. Nothing lasts forever, not kale or tomatoes or cucumbers or the glorious flowers that fill our fields or the people we adore. And though I know my days are numbered, I feel unencumbered by thoughts of my demise. I do not embrace my inevitable decline, but I'm determined to find a way to make the rest of my stay on this problematic planet filled with light and love and music. As for the deer suit I promised to Don, I don't think I'll put it on. Not now, not yet. I'm not ready. I feel steady. And I have a strategy to keep on keeping on, which is simple. Wake up, fetch the flute, summon up syrinx, give thanks for another day, and then play on, play on, play on. I think I have to explain to you uh, who Syrinx is, and uh, I, I should have done that before. Uh, the deer suit. Yeah, and the deer suit reference. Um, the, a lot of my book is funny, and uh, I, I am considered someone who has a, a good sense of humor, and certainly... It helped me enormously to have this sense of humor so I could, um, it, it, it helped me enormously writing it. I'm trying to find, um, we, well, the, the, the poem that I'm thinking of 
is about um, pharynx. Uh, the um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm losing my train. Putting on a deer suit first day of hunting season. Right. Yes. Um, the first day of hunting season is something uh, big up here in the country where we live. And I wrote a, a poem about going out uh, to to hunt, and um, that my husband would be able to come with me, and that um, we would uh, put on deer put on a deer deer suits and wait for the uh, the, hunters. the hunters to uh, shoot us the first. Day. Um, And you're right, it is kind of funny the way you wrote it, but it's a little, yes, it's ironic, I would say. We decide that we'll let them shoot us rather than to, uh, yeah. But you're not ready to don your deer suit yet. No, we decided not to don our deer suits because we weren't (laughs) sure that the hunters knew how to shoot straight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Eugenia, I knew this was going to be an inspiration. And as I said, as a longtime fan, what a delight to get to speak with you. Before we have to close, I want our listeners to know, of course, this book, Like Falling Through a Cloud, is absolutely a fabulous read. It's a wonderful gift to give to anyone you care about, but certainly someone who is facing a difficult diagnosis. But you have a website. Uh, so where can people go to learn more about you, your work, the beautiful photos of you uh, on the website? I've checked them out. And also get a copy of Like Falling Through a Cloud. Well, it's available at Amazon or bookshop.org in hardcover or audiobook read by me. And um, I, I'm very pleased with it. I think think it's pretty, <laughs> and, I, and it's, it's, uh, it is, uh, has been so wonderfully received. So that, that yeah. has been terrific for me. And I am uh, going on to write um, something else, and it's called After Falling Through a Cloud. So I'm beginning to uh, write that, and uh, it it also gives me um, an enormous uh, sense of of pleasure to be able to keep writing, and it it, uh, keeps me grounded. Well, Eugenia, I'd like to put my request in right now to be able to interview you when that book comes out. And I also want our listeners to know that your website, I believe, is eugeniazuckerman.com. So they can go there again, um, read more about you, some of the uh, wonderful work that you've done, and, of course, get a copy of this truly magnificent uh, book. So before we have to close, do you have any thoughts for our listeners as far as dealing with life when it when it's you get something like this or any final thoughts about living each day, whatever you'd like to say. What I'd like to say is stay positive. There is a, a lot of difficulty when you have a you're having hard times, but you really can get through it by being positive. Um, I find that reaching out to other people helps a lot. And I am just uh, so delighted and grateful to people who have read the book and have 
uh, felt that they they uh, were uplifted by it and and again you know having alzheimer's is not a walk in the park but neither is, is uh, a lot of other things so i am remaining strong and i just hope everybody else is we are going through a tough time here in in the world and uh music and caring for each other and uh it, it's it's just a time for us to be try to be our best selves that's what i think well, we will leave on that wonderfully high note and those beautiful words and also grab yourself a copy of Like Falling Through a Cloud because if you want to be uplifted, touched, moved, uh, and entranced with the magic of your poetry, that's the place to go. And Eugenia, thank you so much for your time and sharing this beautiful and brave account with us. Thank you so much. Well, and again, one more time, I do urge you listeners out there, please check out uh, Eugenia's website. Take a look at the book, Like Falling Through a Cloud. It is a gift that we'll keep on giving to you and those you love. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio. And I'll catch you later. Bye-bye. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.